0: care health system. Excellence in health care presents weekly dose of wellness. Here's your host, Deborah Howell. Hey there, and welcome to the show. I am Deborah Howell, and today we'll be talking about the importance of acting fast when you suspect someone is having a stroke. Our guest today is Dr. Radislav Rechev, Medical Director of the Stroke and Neurointerventional Program at Memorial Care Saddleback Medical Center. Welcome, Dr. Rechev.
1: Uh, hi, thank you very much for having me.
0: Our pleasure. So first things first, what exactly is a stroke?
1: Um, stroke uh, essentially is a damage to the brain due to brain vessel problem, uh, either a blockage of a brain vessel with uh, inability to uh, de- deliver flow to important areas of the brain, which is the most common uh, cause of stroke, or rupture of a brain vessel, which leads to a uh, bleeding in the brain. And... <laughs> Which is the less common type of stroke, but also, but very, very devastating. Yeah. Um, stroke uh, is, is very uh, often easily recognizable because, uh, as most of us know, the brain controls uh, important function of the body, including language, movement, sensation, vision, and gait, walking. So whenever someone is having a stroke, there is loss of any of these important functions. For instance, uh, one can uh, all of a sudden lose speech or lose vision or uh, lose ability to move one side of the body or lose sensation. Uh, and the most important part of recognizing stroke is these symptoms happen very suddenly. Uh, they're not... Uh, uh, Constant or gradual, they occur very suddenly, as the name implies. That stroke and that need to uh, the patient needs to act very fast, and we can talk about why that is important later.
0: Okay, and probably the most important question I'm going to ask you is, what is FAST?
1: Yeah, FAST is, a, is an acronym, uh, fast uh, that uh, highlights the importance of acting fast, and has four. There's four letters. Each one of them signifies something. So. Uh, the, one of the most common uh, signs of stroke is weakness in the face. So, F stands for face. In other words, if your face is weak or droopy, that's what F stands for. Uh, uh, the other common uh, sign of uh, uh, <clears throat> stroke is lose, uh, lo- uh, losing ability of movement of the arm. So, A stands for arm. In other words, if you have either facial droop or inability to move the face or inability to move the arm... Those are the most common motor uh, signs of stroke, S stands for speech. So that's another very common sign in which a patient loses the ability to speak or understand. So S stands for speech. And T, the last letter, stands for time, uh, time to call
0: 911. Got it. If everybody remembers FAST and what it means, yeah. uh, we'll save a lot more lives. Are there any warning signs before a stroke happens?
1: Uh, yeah uh, indeed uh, every um, symptom that I just mentioned can uh, happen and can go away and, and not so in other words uh, not all patients who experience these symptoms as these, these uh, important uh, um, loss of, of ability to do something either see or speak or uh, move one part of the body not quite often actually these symptoms can come back Uh, Can go away and uh, the function of the body can uh, resume. In other words, you lose speech and then you gain it back. And those are, uh, those we call TIA, transient ischemic attack. So that is a warning of a stroke. So, in other words, if you have a stroke symptom that comes and then goes away, uh, we shouldn't be reassured that we're doing great. Quite opposite, that's a warning uh, that another similar event can happen and which, and then, and second time when it happens can be actually permanent, and therefore the patient needs to really, really uh, act fast and go to the nearest emergency room.
0: And why is it so important to act fast when stroke is suspected?
1: Um, great question. So uh, why is it important? Because stroke is very treatable. Uh, however, we have very, very limited time. So whenever uh, there is a uh, Blockage of a brain vessel, which again is the most common type of stroke, uh, we can unblock that vessel, but uh, it, we can't. We have to do it only in in, in a specific time window, uh, because every minute, whenever there is a blockage of a brain vessel and and stroke is happening, every minute the brain loses cells. The brain cells start to die, and we we have this uh, rough estimate of two million brain cells dying every minute. Mm-hmm. So the longer you wait, the less likely you will be able to treat the stroke and reverse the patient's deficit.
0: I kind of remember it as time is brain.
1: Yes, that's a very, very common acronym we use to uh, uh, highlight the importance of time. So time is brainy, meaning time loss is brain loss. The sooner you come to the emergency room, the sooner we treat you, the more likely you will regain function and you'll be back to normal.
0: Dr. Rachel, can someone recognize when they're having a stroke themselves, and if they are and if they do realize they they are probably having a stroke, what should they do?
1: Great question again. Uh, Well, everything that I mentioned, uh, all these symptoms, loss of ability to speak, to move, to feel, uh, to walk, or to see, any of these symptoms are uh, likely signs of stroke. And if the patient is by themselves, and all of a sudden they cannot feel their arm, or they see their their, their face is uh, drooping, or feel like their face is drooping, or they feel like they lost sensation of one side of the body, or they cannot walk all of a sudden, the first thing is the first thing is to call 911. Uh, it's very important to call 911 uh, instead of trying to get yourself to the emergency room, mostly because there is a very well established system of care. The 911 not only will come faster than you driving yourself, but also will take you only to a place that is able to treat stroke. Not every hospital is able to treat stroke, um, um, and uh, unfortunately, however, if the patient is by themselves and they have a loss of ability, they cannot speak, for instance, that's a limitation. Obviously, to call nine one one, in which case uh, these, uh, there's bracelets and other devices that could be used to activate nine one
0: one. Okay, great. But definitely do not drive yourself because you might drive yourself to a place that cannot help you.
1: Exactly. Absolutely correct.
0: And who is at risk for a stroke?
1: Well, um, everybody who is older than 65, I would say, is at risk for a stroke. Mm, But uh, the most important and most important uh, stroke risk factors are uh, high blood pressure. So uh, that's perhaps the most common uh, risk factor for stroke. So if we do treat blood pressure, uh, uh, and we found that uh, in, a, in, our, in the United States, we can save approximately three to 400,000 patients from having a stroke if all everyone had blood pressure treated. Another important risk factor is uh, diabetes. Um, high cholesterol also is important. And a separate risk factor, which is uh, uh somewhat uh, common in stroke is called atrial fibrillation, which patients have uh, irregular heartbeat and tend to form clots in the heart. Those patients are at very high risk of stroke as well. Okay. And also, patients who have, I'm sorry, it's just one more thing, patients who have family history of stroke, those are obviously at a high risk.
0: Got it. Now, let's talk about prevention. Are there ways to prevent stroke?
1: Yes, of course. Just like I mentioned, uh, if we uh, monitor all these risk factors that I mentioned, uh, so if patients go to their primary care doctors and monitor their cholesterol levels, they uh, their high blood pressure, I mean their blood pressure, if they treat their blood pressure, uh, they monitor their sugars and if they have diabetes and the treat, diabetes is well treated. Uh, all these risk factors are, uh, are if they're well controlled, the risk of stroke significantly diminishes. If patients having atrial fibrillation, um, blood thinner is very important to take and um <clears throat> Again, all this is in the hands of the primary care doctors and also in patients who know the risk factors and uh, are aware to go to the doctor and be on the top of their health. For instance, if you have high blood pressure, it's very important to check your blood pressure daily by yourself, not only when you go to the doctor. Therefore, you have a better idea where well your blood pressure stands on a day basis. And of course, also watching your diet and exercising, those are uh, uh, very, very common uh, ways of being healthy and prevent stroke, and not only stroke, but heart attack and all other diseases that can lead to uh, uh, increased cardiovascular risk factors.
0: Now the good side. What are the potential treatments for stroke?
1: Uh, So, yeah, first of all, all, not all strokes, but at least 80% of strokes can be prevented by the things that I mentioned. So we believe that uh, if patients are really on the top of their health, most strokes can prevent because the best stroke is the one that never happens. Um, But when the stroke happens, like I said, if we act in in time, if the patient comes to the proper place in time, we can reverse it and we can treat it uh, in such a way that most patients can come back to normal. Even if they're they're paralyzed or cannot talk, we can reverse these deficits. And one of the most common ways to treat stroke is, by giving a clot busting medication, um, uh, which is called TPA, the, although, all, all, although this medication can be given only within the first three hours of stroke symptoms, and then we have advanced treatments which are uh, catheter based, when we can introduce a catheter to the vessel, or the groin vessel, and push it all the way up to the brain vessels and remove the clot that's causing a stroke, and uh, that treatment is called thrombectomy. And this is one of the most advanced and newest treatments of stroke. And we can treat stroke uh, victims up to 24 hours with this methodology.
0: That's pretty incredible. What is a stroke receiving center? Uh,
1: Great question. Again, stroke receiving center is uh, uh, a center that's capable of giving these therapies. Now, there is a primary stroke center, which can give, uh, can, uh, give the most, a common medication, TPA, and these, these centers are uh, equipped with uh, in, uh, proper uh, imaging and available specialists that they can uh, uh, facilitate the, the treatment when are giving the TPA or more advanced uh, centers in which uh, uh, <clears throat> there's more advanced technology and uh, more highly trained uh, neurovascular specialists who can perform the procedure that I just described, the thrombectomy. So, uh, there's several tiers of, uh, of complexity of stroke care, and that is recognized by the Joint Commission and other certifying bodies by uh, uh, certifying pay, uh, centers, either as primary or more advanced.
0: Doctor, you answered this partially in uh, in that answer, but I do have a final question that I want to make sure everybody hears. What is a thrombectomy-capable stroke center?
1: Uh Yes, uh, I did mention that in the previous uh, answer, but it's important to highlight this. Uh, it is uh, a center that can uh, perform this procedure that I just described, back to me, In other words, a center that is uh, equipped with all necessary technology, imaging, and uh, CAT lab technology specific, uh, also a team that is trained to uh, fast and efficient way bring the patient to the uh to the lab to and, and perform this procedure called thrombectomy and also monitor the patient pulse, pulse procedure. And uh, this is a fairly new uh, uh, level of certification and it's released just this year. And uh, only there's only three centers in the country right now that are certified to be thrombectomy ready. And there'll be many, many more. Uh, and uh, luckily, we are uh, Saddleback is one of them. Um, all this uh, is in, re- in response to this uh, newest uh, evidence showing that thrombectomy indeed is a very important and uh, life-saving, most mostly brain-saving procedure. Uh, and uh, another important factor is that patients go directly to these centers, even if they don't need this procedure. In case they need it, it will be very important they're in a center like this, uh, rather than going from one center to another and losing time. Uh, because as we mentioned before, time loss is brain loss when stroke is happening.
0: <clears throat> Wonderful. Once again, uh, Memorial Care Saddleback Medical Center is a thrombectomy-capable stroke center. So just make note of that. We want to thank you so much, Dr. Rachel, for your time today. We really appreciate having, it, having you on the show.
1: Oh, Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. It was my pleasure.
0: For more information or to listen to a podcast of this show, please go to memorialcare.org. That's all for this time. I'm Deborah Howell. Thank you for listening and have yourself a great day.